All right. Let me get some background music for the folks here while I share. Nikki, tell them, tell them what they have to do. They need to share it, too. What? Just share that. They know what is share what, the but they don't know what oh, yeah, is everybody what. Hit share on your feed. Yeah, share, share the stream. We need to hit 1,000 views this show. Can we top our best? 1,100 right now. 1,100? And that's... What show is that? I, I don't know. We have to go back and look. Don't you come for me. No, not today. You calculated. I got your number. Cause you're a joker. And I'm a quartz side killer queen. And you will kiss the ring. So do you know, do you know what, uh, what this song is famous for? You knew this is? No, where do you find these songs from? This so, well, you know, I'm, I have a depth of music knowledge. You have a what? This is Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah, it's Katy Perry. She's brutal. So, do you know what this song is famous for, though? Was it in a James Bond movie? <laughs> Good guess. You know that dance that all the kids do? The oh, dance? yeah. That's this song. That's, this is the song that he like got on the SNL Wait, so with her for. This is it. This is the Backpack Kid. All right. Dance. So, I need to know something because I have, her, I, I have heard of Backpack Kid. Yes. I know who that is. Yes. But we're, I never saw the original video. Never seen. Okay, so Backpack Kid, he started on YouTube, right? Okay. And this is the song that he started doing it to. Okay. So if you go on YouTube, the music video for this, the name of the song is Katy Perry Swish Swish. He's okay. in the video. Did he, in, he invented this he dance? He invented that dance. Now, there's a lot of things going around about this kid now. Oh, yeah, like what? So everybody from Fortnite is suing Fortnite because... Apparently, no, I've never played Fortnite, but I know it's I know it's very popular, so I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, talk talk smack on Fortnite. But there's I guess every time you pick a character, they have their own dance or something so, like that. Okay, I'll tell you. I don't I don't play Fortnite, but you know I'm in, I'm a gamer. So, yeah. I also don't play Fortnite, but what it is is most Are we ready to pull this down? Yeah, yeah, you can pull it down. So, although I do kind of like it in the background. Well, you got to pull it on your phone too and okay. do it the right way. Well, so these people won't. Okay, you want the you want the slow fade? Oh, so well, we're running. We're, I guess we're running. <laughs> we are. We echoing? I guess I have volume. Your here volume's on. up, bro. All right. Yeah. So, so so they have a character, and, well, here, and, and they they switch characters. It's like picking your mortal mortal combat fighter. Close. What happens is when you select your avatar in Fortnite or any online game for that matter, emoting is a new thing. So basically, you can make your character do stuff. Just standing emoting, there, not really playing the game yet. It's that's, called emoting. That's a selection of emotion. Emotion, correct. So, <laughs> and they make dances for the emotes. Me. And I heard famously, I didn't hear about Backpack Kid with Fortnite <clears throat> because I feel like he got a lot of his fame off of that too. But I know that Carlton's suing Fortnite. No, well, that's where it started, I think. So Carlton, yeah, the Carlton dance. You can make the guys like stand there and they'll like. Do the so dance. Carlton started it, and then. I guess Backpack Kid got word of Carlton getting money. Or, and he, he wants in on the party. And so he's now getting in on the party. That's awesome. That's awesome. So he's suing Fortnite now, too. <laughs> all the, I mean, but how many different dances are there? Wow. And are they all these, like, original dances? Or like... It depends on the game. I, I've never played Fortnite, so I can't speak for all of them. Um, in 
Cold. You've seen it though. I've seen. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it in, looks like a, it looks like a. It looks kind of kiddish. It's hard to do. Have you tried it? I don't get it. I've seen people play it, and they're like building upwards. Yeah. And I kind of get the concept now. They explained it to me. You, you want to build a fort as high as you can so that you like look down. So at it. I don't get it. The thing but. about Fortnite is, and I I don't want to spend a ton of time on video games, but I actually I do because I play a lot. I play <laughs> I play Call of Duty Blackout Black Ops Four, which is Blackout, which is the battle royale. What made Fortnite the game that it is is this battle royale format. And if you don't know what battle royale is, everybody out there, basically... You it's take, any format of any game now. Well, you, yeah, that's the new rage. You take 100 people, you drop them into just a map, right, with no equipment, and you yeah. run around, you got to pick stuff up and kill each other. Right. So Fortnite... That's was been that, going on for a long time. Right, but it just recently, in the last couple of years, got famous. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, shorter PUBG, made it famous, and then Fortnite... Is that what that is? Yeah. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is PUBG. Yeah. Okay. So, and I can tell you the story behind that, too. Um, but what happened is... With Fortnite, that game was a kid's game, which was like a zombie horde game. And they put Battle Royale in, and it just took off. So Call of Duty got in on the act, and they have a mode called Blackout now in their new game, which is also Battle Royale. That's what I play. But back to the point about the emotes, every game is different. I used to play a game of Division where you could do the jump on it, like not like the Carlton, but similar to it. So like it depends on the game and what emotes they put in it. That's really the thing. Like I, It really well, depends on what That's all going are. away real quick because everybody's getting sued. Yeah. But I mean, man, for for a game that looks like a little kids game, everybody's on this. It's thing. the most popular game on Xbox Live still. It's free. It, that really, I was talking with this about the guys I played with last night. The reason it's the most popular game right now is because it's free. Yeah. So you know, any ten year old can get it if you have an Xbox Live account. You get the game for free. Call of Duty sixty bucks. Fortnite's free. Well, so I've seen kids playing it on their phone now, too. Yeah. So you can play it on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer, on your... Uh, uh, so I, I would assume there is a PC version of Fortnite. Uh, as far as the like phone and mobile versions go, because I don't play the game, so I don't know how yeah. it works for the mobile versions, but I know that there are it's ways gotta be to annoying. do it. It's yeah. got to be annoying. I'm, I'm not down with those. Um, I'm not into the mobile versions. I want I want the control. But this is a real thing. I know we're getting into like video games pretty hardcore here, but sure. This is a real thing where like I've gone on Twitter and now people are live streaming their games. Oh and they yeah. get a ton of money. Oh dude. So we're yeah. And the ninja guy I've seen the guy Ninja who makes like five million dollars a day. Yep. Yep. So there's a guy at my work that he's like really good at this one game. He's like the top twenty you, in the world. Do you know the name of the game by the chance? I don't. I, I can I can get it for you. He's he I mean he's on Facebook, I think. Is his name's Bill. I don't know. I don't want to put his whole name out there. Okay, we'll ask him if he wants if he wants some uh, some yeah, recognition we'll some, on the podcast. Some press. About. Dude, you know you know I'm into games. I I I was actually uh, I was playing a little bit yesterday after work, and I was playing with guys I usually play with on Blackout, and I was having some good games, and I was yelling and screaming. I you know I, I may have made a, a rum and diet coke while I was playing. Oh boy! And I was like, hey, you know what? I should start streaming. And I was yelling. <laughs> it was funny. That's funny, uh, dude. It's it's a huge thing now. Game streamers on Twitch is the big platform. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. thing. No, I hear you. I just never got into it. I mean, I think the last game I really got into was Call of Duty uh, Black Ops. The original and, Black Ops. Yeah, and like I, I wasn't like a gamer at that point. Sure. But I was. I think my brother was home for like Christmas break, and he just like started playing it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then you find yourself literally sitting there for hours, hours. playing this stuff, mm -hmm. and then it was it, and then you go to sleep. And then you dream about the game. Yeah, I. That's the weirdest part mm -hmm. when you're that into it. Yeah, and you've been playing for that long that you go to sleep and have dreams about the game. It's kind of disturbing, <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of fun. I used to do the same thing with online poker. 
Uh, well, yeah. Well, that see, online poker is dangerous, though. Dude, that was really online poker. That was for money. Yeah, exactly. But I was that way with Call of Duty. I think it was like Modern Warfare Two, like eight years ago, because I was unemployed at the time, and I was just all day. You could, dude, you can lose days playing Call of Duty, like just days yeah. at a time. I don't think you charged my my headphones. No, did you die? <laughs> yeah, I charged them. Let me see. I'm gone. Let me see the light. That's all right. Let me check them out. No, I just I don't I don't really get it, but I do get the addiction to it because oh, I've shit. been there. Are gone. I told you. Yeah. That's um, all right. Same deal. Yeah. Uh yeah, dude. So it's a big, big thing now. That's funny. Well, you know what? We forgot to we forgot the intro because we jumped into video games. Sorry about that. What's up, everybody? <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to twenty nineteen, the very first from the Hill Podcast of twenty nineteen. Did you guys miss us? It's been a long time. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, Nick and I, we, we had a crazy stuff going on, uh, you know, not too much about our personal life. I got sick and then Nick got sick and we didn't see each other. So I didn't get him sick. I'm still kind of knocked out. Yeah. It, uh, there's a nasty bug going around. So we, we weren't really able to get after it, um, at the end of December, but you know what? It was good to take some time off, recharge the batteries because we got a ton of new ideas for stuff we want to do in 2019 and we're happy to be back. Of course. Yeah. We're really excited. We have some new things coming for the new year. Uh, where I, I know we're going to get back in the studio a little bit coming soon. So just some things to look forward to, and we're uh, obviously there's a lot going on in the world of sports that we've been kind of holding back on, just given both of our illnesses over the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, excited to be back on another rainy Saturday. That's right. So a couple things first. Nick sort of alluded to it. I don't want to give away uh, the whole farm, as they say, or the whole I don't even know. Like I don't want to give away the whole story on something, but I did want to give a quick teaser. Uh, obviously, I'm wearing the FTH hat. The FTH hat has been extremely successful. Uh, based on that, this is the first edition from the Hill hat. There may or may not be in the works a second edition from the Hill hat, um, incorporating something else into the logo, new design, maybe a different color scheme. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But you guys. I'm excited to find out, too, because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> before we get into the sports content, guys, we do have to shout out one of our partners, and that's. Deer Valley Engraving. So, Nicholas, yes. did Santa bring you everything that you wanted for Christmas? No, Christmas was a little different this year. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> you didn't get everything you wanted from Santa? No, I, I have a, a baby on the way in like uh, 18 days, according to certain projections. So, oh, no. Boy. Okay. Christmas was a little bit different than it usually is. So, well, me neither. But I got good news for you and everybody else. Our buddy Brad at Deer Valley Engravings is ready to hook you up and take care of what Santa did not. So literally, they do all kinds of metal engravings, wood engravings, personalization, laser engravings, everything you want. Tell them where you can check them out, Nick. You can go on to the World Wide Web and check them out at www.deervalleyengravings.com. And if you ever forget that, please see it right behind us here on the banner. That's right. And as a bonus... As you are at checkout, or if you're emailing for a custom order, at checkout, use the code FTH, and on a custom order, mention the From the Hill podcast, and you will get yourself 20% off your order. That's a great deal. Don't wait. I think Nicholas is going to get himself a little engraving for above his baby's crib <laughs> when that baby's born, or maybe I'll get it for him. That's something that, that we're going to look into, but uh, check them out, guys, DeerValleyEngravings.com. Thanks a lot for hanging on while we get through that. Let's get into the sports. What do you got for sports, Jack? Has anything happened over the last couple of weeks that you maybe want to get into? I wanted to start at the college football playoff. Okay. Because 
there's so much that's happened here since the last time that we spoke. And where I wanted to start was let's let's just briefly tease the college football championship, right? Obviously, it's Alabama Clemson. This is a third time in four years. Pretty crazy. Let's talk about the playoff, right? And let's do the easy one first. So Bama, Oklahoma. Bama won Oklahoma four. Well, it's not necessarily the easy one because going into the game, obviously there was a lot of uh, th- there was a lot of controversy as to should Oklahoma be in the game. Number one, I mean, going into the game, that that's what the controversy was was that four spot. That's right. There was nothing. There was nothing for the first three spots that was controversial. At least prior to the game. That's right. There was nothing that was controversial. That's right. Well heading into the game, that number four spot was still up for grabs. And there was a lot of stuff going out there on uh, Twitter, especially during the, uh, the, the Notre Dame-Clemson game from players from the other teams, from Georgia, from Ohio State, kind of, kind of downplaying the, the, the uh, resumes of Oklahoma to get in and come find out Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, welcome so. to 2019, right? Welcome to the internet. That's that's the kind of stuff that happens real time. It's funny now, uh, but you're right. So for me, if I if I look at the game specifically, I mean, Bama handled Oklahoma from start to finish. Oklahoma did manage to cover the spread. But, yeah, which was ridiculous because yeah. they they got out to a 28 was it 28 nothing or 28 three lead 28 three. So I obviously <laughs> turned it off. I started watching something else. I forget what it was. I think it was there, there was a basketball game on or something like that. And I come back and here comes Oklahoma to cover the spread. Yeah, yeah. Well, which they, the spread was ridiculous anyway. It was like 14, 14 and a half. And a half. Yeah, they got me too. I bought the hook down to 14, but they got came back to cover. That's great. Uh, you know, I mean, for me, <clears throat> Oklahoma coming out of the Big 12 never had much of a shot against Bama. You know how I feel about Bama this year. The one thing that I did want to ask you about this game, because they went head-to-head, and we always do this with quarterbacks, obviously Kyler Murray got the Heisman over Tua Tonga Liavoa. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I know you wanted to talk about that. So I've been saying it tag of Ilo for like two years now, and I did read... The guy, the the father's name is Nalu, or and but with, it's with a G. So I guess the the G is an N. That's right. In some Samoan Samoan culture. Samoan culture. Yeah, it's like so Celtic. That was in that was in a, the Sports Illustrated yeah. article. Yeah. After I was like, why are we calling this guy Tungavilo now? Because everybody else said it. Tag right. Tagavilo too. Yeah. Well, I guess they they corrected. I mean, listen. Guys, sort of. I, I can't tell. There's sometimes certain things that that annoy me. Yeah. If people change their enunciations of their names, like. Uh, Terrell and Terrell, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's it's Tonga Vailoa. All right, so so Kyler Murray for you though to actually get into to his play and and kind of what he's going to do with his future because that was that was talked about a lot prior to the game. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of predetermined that he was going to go into baseball just given where he was drafted. Um, but now after he won the Heisman. After he played, he he played well in the game. I mean, I don't think he played poorly at all. He was running the ball all over the place. He played well. So uh, now there's talk about him getting in the NFL, and I wanted to kind of get your stance on where you where where you fall on on that side of things. What you think he should do, and what do you think he's gonna do? So, uh, in terms of his NFL prospects, I mean, the guy is a world class athlete for sure. And um, there's some other guys that came out last year similar to him, maybe not as athletic, who seem to be striving in the NFL. So I'm sure we'll talk about them later. But I, yeah, I, but they they're not first round. They're not first round major league 
baseball. Correct. Games. Correct. And so for me, I mean, this is a no brainer, honestly, for me, uh, it's baseball over football that because of the lifespan, because of the upfront money that you're going to get with your baseball contract. And if like worst case scenario, if you don't, if you fizzle out in baseball, you're not going to wind up with broken legs and knee, five knee surgeries and all that stuff and concussions. Well, that's not you, necessarily true. You might have maybe, a, maybe the concussion side of things. You might true. have a sore arm. You know what I mean? But I, I, baseball long-term in terms of earning potential is more upside. And I the, totally disagree with you. The only flip side, the only flip side is that he plays quarterback. And so quarterbacks obviously make the most money, but dude, football versus baseball. I totally disagree with you. Okay. Do you, do you know what happens in baseball to a lot of these first round picks? A lot of them, even the top, even oh, the, the high I'm up picks. Well aware, you don't you don't go straight into the major. No, you don't you jump drafted. on a major league field. No, you're riding buses Never. around the minor leagues for huh, yep. at least. Now he's a little bit older for a minor league because a lot of these kids come out of high school in the minor leagues and they're 18, 19. Right. They go into rookie ball and stuff like that. And there's different levels of the minor leagues, obviously. But he's he's looking at at least three years in the minor leagues. Yeah, uh, yeah. Typically, I mean, I I can't remember the last guy that came up you know, in a year or two. So people look at all this guaranteed money in baseball and they say, that's the way to go. Well, yeah, it, it is. If you can prove yourself through three years of the minors, get up to the majors, prove yourself again. There's, there's major league baseball players. I think Aaron judge made like half a million dollars last year. Uh, so he's, yes, he is going to get paid, yeah. but he's also performing at the level where he should get paid. Sure. It's a lot easier said than done. And that's why I think when you look at it from a different perspective where he can come out of, college go right to the nfl so you think you think well, yeah he's get he's gonna get paid he's gonna get paid as a as a top draft pick now obviously there's there's some uh discrepancy on where people think he's gonna go in in the draft you know he could be late first round he could be he could be in the top 10 well if he so i mean here's the so yeah the flip side of what i said is if he's gonna be projected as a top 10 pick or even a first round pick it probably makes sense for him to go to football because in a case of football versus baseball, if he failed at football, he could probably try and latch on in his late 20s as a pitcher for a team in Major League Baseball, whereas opposed to the other side, if he if he flails out in Major League Baseball, I doubt he's going to come back to the NFL at like 30 and try no, to make No, because you're going to, lose, you're going to lose a lot of athleticism and a lot of kind of the, the flash that is going to get him to the NFL anyway. Right. You know, not to say that he's he's bad throwing the ball. He's got a cannon, but you know, part of it is the legs. You know, part of it is his athleticism. So I don't know. I think I think honestly, coming into football would be the the way to go for him. Well, it's it, so- especially with the rules, the the way that they're getting set up now for quarterbacks. Now I know he's obviously a more mobile quarterback, and, and there is more of a risk there for injury. But the way that these the rules are going for quarterbacks and to keep quarterbacks safe, it, it doesn't seem as much a risk as it would have been five years ago. So Bobby chimes in and he agrees with me. Yeah, he'll make 500K until he's 25, but then he plays until he's 39, making 30 a year. All you need for to, baseball. Yeah, for baseball. Yeah, I know, but you have to earn that. Sure. That's not a given. No. Like now in football, that that could be pretty much a given. Like well, they will pay you. By the way, he's going to get paid. I know he's going to be under a rookie contract, but you know, I think coming into the NFL right away, using that athleticism, people are going to see the potential and they're going to they're, they're obviously going to he's going to get onto a team where he's going to start right away. Maybe. I mean, he's going to get he I don't so know about that. The clock starts a lot sooner yeah, than Yeah, but it would I mean, what's in, his signing bonus for baseball? It's a couple million dollars. 4.6 million, I think it is. That's pretty good. 
It, it is. It is a one-time payday, though. It could. Uh, it could be a one-time payday. It could be. Yeah. You know, and baseball. That's, baseball is tough to make the bigs. You're right. If he gets drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, he's gonna get that money too, right? I mean, he he's gonna get that money. The rookie wage scale and all. It's he's gonna get that money, whether or not he plays well or not. So I, I just think the the way that it's set up now in the NFL, I understand there's rookie contracts and things like that, but you, you know that that two three years of rookie. I don't know what the rookie contract setup is now for for the. I think it's I think you're under contract for it's it's tiered at each position and right, round. But you're gonna get paid, and then you're gonna get paid again a lot sooner than you would in baseball. Whereas in baseball, you're gonna get that you're gonna get your signing bonus, which is great, but then you're gonna go to the minors. You got it. You got a hit in the minors. He, he's, he's been inconsistent as a baseball player. I don't sure. know if you looked at a lot of his stuff, but you know, he's, he's been a little bit inconsistent as far as hitting goes. And there's some questions about um, how he'll, what his, what his major league prospects are. So I'm, I just think that it's more of a sure thing for him to go right into the NFL, earn his money there. Whereas if you go to the minors, you're riding buses around the minor league cities, you probably got to start in a ball at, at the highest highest place you're going to start. I don't, I don't know if they would send them right to rookie ball. Like there's like so many different levels that you have to succeed in. You have sure. to do well in. Right. Well, so Bob chimes in with, uh, it could be a one-time payday as a QB two, not guaranteed in American football, El football Americano. Yeah. But the flip side of that, Bob, is that because quarterback is such a unique position, he's not getting cut after a year. I, I can't, if a team spends a top two first or second round draft pick on him, he's not getting cut in the first two years and there's no, no chance no and you look at some of the quarterbacks there's no chance it's never going to happen even even if he does you look at some of the quarterbacks that have made money just sitting on a bench right 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 i mean guys well veterans typically hang around the league making a lot of money sitting on a bench you got to earn that kind of like but I, then again do brandon whedon is backing somebody up still like you Robert know griffin's backing people up yeah well yeah he's third string in but whatever yeah he's sitting there Oh, he's, ma- oh, he's making. He's getting a check. Getting a check in. He's getting a check. I'm just. I'm just saying. No, yeah, the Ricky just said it to RG3 still. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people. Yeah, he is. He I is. think people look. People think. Okay, you go right from a major league baseball first round draft pick, and you go, you go to one stop, and then you go to the majors. You're it's right. Not, it's not happening like You're that. You're right about this. I think people have that concept, that misconception as well, that you can just you just get drafted, and then you know six months later you're at the show, and that there's, is not. There's the way guys it works. that have gone in the top three picks that you don't even know their names oh and all the time they they're look at the dude look at the prospects that, that we traded for for an example if anybody in town remembers this because i was just talking about it that we traded cliff lee for the first time he left like all of them were supposed to be high rated prospects it, not a single one of them panned out. i mean we we drafted i know he's still a young kid we drafted mickey moniac number one overall a couple of years ago, he's he's struggling in the minors. Yeah. Like he he's he's really struggled. I mean, this happens all the time. This is uh, I'm naming names because it's local, and and you might have heard that guy's name sure. before. But this stuff happens all the time. Oh, I'm with you. I, Bob chimes in again. He says he doesn't want brain damage. Fifty. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said that. I, I think Bob. What I'm saying with that is they're they're devising these rules now, and they're creating new rules every single year to keep the quarterback safe. Right. So to, to make sure that this brain damage... And this is, really, this is really just started over the last five years, I think, in making the game safer, especially for the quarterback. I mean, you've seen some of the hits get flagged this year, and it's, it, they're not even penalties. Oh, it's so, insanity. Just imagine what that's going to evolve to in the next three years. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something to say, brain damage. Okay, yeah, that's, that grabs attention. Yeah, you might have brain damage, but if you look at the the way the the league is going over the last 
just a couple of years. I, I think there's been a lot of steps taken to mitigate that. And I just don't think it's as much a factor anymore. Now, again, I did say that he he's a running quarterback. He's going to be more susceptible to taking big hits. But, you know, actually, that's what kind of quarterback you want to be. That's a coaching thing. That's a, There's a lot of things that go into that more so than if you're going to the NFL, you're going to have brain damage and, and kill yourself when you're in your 50s. Oh, sure. I, you know what? I want to take a look at the – I want to take a look at his dra- – after this and, and put it back out um, when we post the podcast. I want to take a look at <sighs> – his draft projections uh, and then look at like earning potential and all that good stuff and see if, if it makes more sense for him to go to the NFL. I think, I think he's up there and and, you know, a lot of it was the size factor, you know, but I think there's been things, especially with Mayfield coming out and playing as well as he does, he has, um, and and kind of their similarities. I think that there's, there's going to be an evolution of the quarterback now where, that stigma of being 5'11 is not going to be there as, as as much. All right, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Kyler Murray won the Heisman over Tua. Do you think – now, we've seen that game, right? So we get it, We get to play hindsight 2020 and take sure. a look back. Do you think that he deserved it over Tua? And before you answer, I'll give you their season statistics. So Kyler Murray threw for 4,361 yards – 42 passing touchdowns, seven picks. He also had 1,000 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. Tua passed for 3,671 yards, 41 touchdowns, four picks. He only rushed for 200 yards for five TDs. Now, for Tua, we've talked about this before, he missed a full game, and some games he barely played a half, right? Or like, And that was because his team is so dominant. Right. And that's a factor, too. Don't think that it's that's a not a factor. It's a factor. So I think that when... Let's it, not forget that Kyler Murray plays in the Big 12. I, I The conference that doesn't know how to play defense. No, I get it. So... I get it. I, I don't think that... Listen, I, either one of them could have won it, and, and it's no big deal. Like, nobody's fighting it either way, depending on... Who, if Tua won it, nobody cares. If if Murray won it... No, I, don't, I haven't heard too much on, like, the argument against him winning it because they both had that kind of season. And that's the crappy thing with the Heisman. It has to go to somebody. I don't like it. I, I, want, I want an answer. Who's your Heisman, Kyler Murray or Tua? I, I would have given it to, to Kyler Murray. I would have given it to Tua. To me – Well, you've said that since, since the, before the season started. Yes, and he played up to everything that I expected and more. Tua is a better pure passer of the ball. He plays in a tougher conference for defense. Do, do, you, think that he, do you think that he had to more to work with? Um, I counter that argument with – he plays in the best defensive conference in the country. And right. the, the Big 12, look at other Big 12 quarterback numbers. I get that. It's like a joke. It's I get a, that. It's a joke show. You're also, you're also looking at Oklahoma's defense as the worst defense of that, of that bunch. Well, so, so, you know, Murray can't have an off day. He, uh, and not to say that Tua did. He didn't have any off days. But, but you also need – you're fighting your own defense in a way. When you're when you're playing, when you're in the Big Twelve, right? But that's the whole conference, dude. The whole conference. There's not a defensive team in that conference, and they they all I understand that. Always but five widespread. I think Oklahoma was the worst of that bunch. They might have been, but <laughs> excuse me, but I, to me, and I'm not trying to take away from Kyler at all. Like I'm I'm not trying to take away from him because his numbers are are outstanding, right? But just look, like 42 touchdowns and seven picks, to a 41 to four. In the SEC, man, that is impressive. That is impressive in the SEC. I know. I get it. I, I'm again. We're for me, not for me. I just think he did. I think I think Murray did more with less. 
I think Murray did more with less in a, in I mean, look a at, system. Look that at, system uh, generates. Marquise Brown, what, he, I know he was injured, but he didn't do anything in that game. Yeah, but. I mean, he, he actually hurt them in that game because he dropped a couple balls. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, listen, I think Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's a better athlete running wise. I think Tua is a much better pure passer of the ball. Tua reminds me. He he reminds me of Philip Rivers the way he kind of chucks it from the side. Kinda, yeah, it's it, uh, listen. Hey, I, I get it. He's, I get got, it. he's got a great arm. And I wouldn't, arm. I wouldn't have argued either way, depending. You know, but Murray for me, I think did more with less. He played all the games. Um, I know two and not playing some of the games was for injury, and then because his team was blowing teams out by so much. Yeah, he wouldn't even play. So I, I mean. I don't want to hold that against him, but in a way, I kind of have to. And then I also think that Murray's defense worked against him. Uh, they didn't play all Big 12 teams. They no. played other teams. Sure, well, Alabama didn't play all um, SEC. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but the, I, I just think that he was, he was fighting against his own team. He did more with less. And I think just the eye test and, and just kind of the how spectacular he was, he was more fun to watch for me. Uh, Again, that might be because Alabama's blowing teams out, but I just I think he deserved it. Um, so I don't think he doesn't deserve the award. I guess is my answer. Okay, I I can deal with it. I, I'm I don't I don't love it, but I can deal with it for sure. What are you playing here? Um, so I want to just give I want to mention Ricky's comment because he we were talking about head injuries and he said uh, read the Merrill Hodge book. Brain injuries aren't as full as doctors say. Well, you know what, Ricky. Did you turn your volume back up? Oh, no, I didn't. Come on, man. Damn it. Oh, no. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think, I think that ship has sailed. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's, uh, that's, what is that? That's, do you never, did you see concussion? Nah, man, I haven't seen that. You didn't see concussion? I really didn't. I really Bro. didn't see it. With Will Smith? With Will Smith. No, nah, I didn't see Tell it. Tell the truth. Dude, I haven't been to the movies in so long. I know it's been out on demand. I've been busy catching Ray Donovan. All right. All right, Nick. What do you want, Nick? Um, so, yeah, concussion's a good movie. All right. Let's finish up with college football because I did want to talk about the other game because there's implications all the way around the way that you spoke about with should Oklahoma be in. So Clemson throttles Notre Dame. Um, and then the talk comes up, did Notre Dame deserve to be here? Um, it seems to be a recurring theme with them, right, because they keep getting blown out in these uh, – in a bowl championship games or when they got to the uh, the national championship, they get in the playoff, they get blown out. Um, and then the whole narrative comes up to a conference, da, 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 you know, do they deserve to be here? So flat away, I'll ask you the question that I've been asking everybody else. Do you think Notre Dame deserved to be there? Yeah, because, because hands down at, you know, at the end of the season, there were none of these arguments were out. None of these arguments were out. Notre Dame was in. They were the clear cut number three. I mean, it wasn't even a question. And why? Why was and that? Because they they had a decent schedule this year. Like they they have some good wins this year. It's not they're yeah. undefeated. They're that, you that, know that's what I was waiting for. You yeah, know. I mean they're undefeated. That that's it. That's it. You don't even have to justify the rest of it. Because no, but the schedule does justify itself. The fact that they were undefeated. Okay, yeah. If they were playing Sisters of the Poor every week, yeah, then then that would have come up. But since the schedule is legit, they played some tight games. They did go undefeated. Uh, they des- they were the clear cut. So when I saw all these arguments of like, see, I told you they shouldn't have been in it. Well, no, you didn't because I didn't hear any of this stuff Before prior to going game. into this game. Right. Now, the problem is 
They aren't part of a conference. They don't play a conference championship. It's time that that gets rectified. Yeah. You, so, all right. Okay. So let's take these one at a time, right? So I agree with you. Listen, I said this to everybody, and I'll do it right now. Um, if you want to argue against Notre Dame not being in because they went undefeated, go ahead and list out for me the, te- the name of teams that do go undefeated because it doesn't happen. And guess what? Whatever college that you root for, you want to get in the college football playoff, go undefeated. Or if you're Georgia and you well, want don't in, tell that. Don't tell UCF that. Well, we're, you know I love UCF. <laughs> I know, tell UCF I know we're going to talk I about mean, that. I mean, so that argument's flawed right there. Well, it, well I'm ta- no, it's not in it, a way. It is. But hang on, hang on. I'm going to get there. We're going to get to UCF because they went undefeated again this year. Um, but Not true. But Well, uh, up until their bowl game. Yeah. So uh, where I was saying is for Notre Dame, you play a big-time schedule. You play – Power five opponents, you go undefeated, you get in. If you're Georgia and you want in, don't lose to LSU by 14, right? And this is what we talk about with the college football regular season. There's a premium on the regular season, winning your games. So when you look at, we talked about common opponents, right? Clemson almost loses to Syracuse and Notre Dame blows their doors off. So, you know, but again, it's the, the grind of a schedule, Clemson didn't lose, though. They almost lost, but they didn't. They almost lost to Syracuse, yeah. Well, uh, Trevor Lawrence goes out in the first 10 minutes of that game. I I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there, right, when you look back. Here's the thing about it, and Brian chimes in. Yeah, if Clemson decided to play four quarters, we're worse. Guess what? Three out of the last four years, the national championship has been Alabama-Clemson, and they were clearly, this year more than any other year, the two best teams in college football. I don't care if you played a 64-round robin tournament like the NCAA tournament. I would have bet my mortgage that the last two teams standing would have been Alabama and Clemson because they are the two best teams in college football. That's it. So I Now, listen, I've heard arguments for keeping the tournament the way it is with four teams because of that fact, the fact that they're, it was such a clear-cut race. I don't think moving forward in the next – uh, if this goes on for another 10 years, okay, th- yeah, you have an argument. If we can, if we can predict the, nat- the national final for the next te- 10 years like we, we've been able to do, then you have an argument to keep the tournament sm- as small as possible. That's the argument I've heard for keeping the four teams. Right. And even I've heard people say, let's just go back to the old way where we know who it is. That's not the way to do it. No, I like the, the four team. Yeah, I th- but to, uh, the argument to expand it comes where there isn't an Alabama. Okay, uh, Alabama has been sh- so head and shoulders, even above Clemson this year, that, yeah, it's easy to say, well, let's just keep it the way it is because it's easy to select, yeah, these two teams are going to be in. Well, it's not going to be like that forever. Right, I agree. And I think this is the kind of the outlier. and We're kind of having this debate at a weird time where Alabama has been dominant for so long, but I don't think it's going to continue for – I can't continue for that long. No, it can't. It, it's college. We're, we've seen an unprecedented run from Alabama as is. And, frankly, Clemson, right? I mean – under Dabo, Clemson has been... They have, but not to that They're level. not to Bama, but they're right here. They are. And they're above everybody else. They are, and they're, they're actually getting some talk of, of winning this game. Oh, which, sure. Which, which is, it's going to be a great we're, game. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Uh, and it's going to be a great game because of, because of the quarterback. Yes. Let's, Ronnie chimes in, and I want to address this. Uh, he says, Notre Dame should have never been in there. There's no discussion. They lost to Ball State, Vanderbilt. Almost lost to Ball State, Vanderbilt. But, well, no, there is a discussion because they didn't lose. That's it. I mean, that's all there is to it, man. They didn't lose the games. doesn't matter who the teams were. Right. I mean, dude, Ohio State almost lost to Nebraska. Who, who, would you, who do you want in there, Ron? 
Georgia, well, Ohio they, State. They did lose to Purdue. They lo- they got smoked. They by almost Purdue, lost to Maryland, and they almost lost to Maryland. They almost lost to Nebraska, who went two and nine. Well, and that's, but almost doesn't count. That is what are we playing? Horseshoes, that's, hand grenades. That's really, they didn't lose. That's really the thing about expanding this tournament is how long can we go? How long can we go with the eye tests for most of these teams? Yes, your record is what it is. I, I mean, I 100% agree with, with Ron where, yeah, they almost lost these games. But I also agree with you. They didn't lose the games. So your record is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, okay, that's enough to get them in a tournament, right? We want to see what they are. We want to test that. So why not open it up to these I, I say the bigger the better. You say no. Because there is so much of an eye test. Okay, okay. Let's 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 do it. We always do this. Let's do it again. So where is your number at right now? I know I'm you're at, I'm at sixteen. Oh I've been at sixteen. I, I, I am. All right. Here's why I can't do sixteen. Uh, and I'll tell you why I can't do sixteen. If you do sixteen, one's gonna play sixteen, right? No, it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> That's the thing, because I can't have Alabama playing Kentucky or Penn State. Like why, I, I but can't why, though? But because why? they don't because des- that team doesn't deserve a shot at Alabama because the sanctity of the college football regular season Alabama proved running through the I, SEC I, going I, undefeated. I'm tired of hearing they, this, the sanctity of the regular season because that sanctity of the regular season has caused the scheduling of complete BS cupcake games for a really long time. But it's Can always you argue been that? like that. It's always been. But like I that. know. But but. When the answer to because it's always been like that, it, when that's your answer, then there's time for a change. But wait, and that's wait. true across all uh, many different industries. When you have a question <laughs> yeah, to something right? that you don't know about, and your answer is because it's always been that way, that's not an answer. All right, so I'll give you a better one. The reason that there's cupcake games, if you're Alabama, because is because the sanctity of the regular season. Because you have to play the SEC schedule, and so you want to play Sisters of the Poor one game a year, a tune-up so, game, but that, when you got to run through the SEC. But that's where your eye test can come in. Like, that's where your eye test comes in. Not, not you know, did an undefeated Notre Dame deserve to be in against a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Georgia or two-loss Georgia. It, that's, that's not where that eye test should come in. The eye test should come in with, oh, yeah, these guys beat each other up all year. This guy definitely deserves to be in the 16-team tournament. But do you, but and do you're you, not going to have five, six-loss teams getting in. You're going to have four-loss teams getting in. No, you're not. You're going to have four-loss teams getting in. You've got you absolutely love four okay. teams getting in. So That's what a if joke. you do? That's so a what joke. If, so what if you do? A team that goes why? thirteen and zero has to play a team that goes nine and four. And by the way, yeah, what, why not? When you look at the, when you look at the schedules and the and the like out of conference scheduling, Alabama scheduled Florida State last year, the first game of the year, one versus two. So like, don't tell me that these these major con- schools don't schedule out of conference games. It's just some years they have. I'm not saying a that they schedule, don't. Some years they I, don't. I'm like, not saying that they don't. But you know, it, on a on, but on, when you have a schedule that on a year to year basis changes, and we've talked about this a million times, where that's that game, that first game was supposed to be the two juggernauts. What did it turn out to be? Well, yeah, but Florida right, State was a nothing. Their quarterback got hurt, and their season fell apart. But by the way, when that quarterback came <laughs> back, by the way, they weren't anything anyway. The answer to the other part of why it's always been that way, right? Because like Alabama plays the Citadel. But because that is a hundred-year tradition that you don't want to break okay. up in college football, okay. right? I mean that—that's the way it is. I, the I same think as Ohio I think State the Citadel would be fine with breaking that tradition. No, oh no, they would not. They'd well, make a, I, they, they, they're they taking so they're bringing much in money. money off that's, of that. that's what this they all comes back definitely to. Definitely not. That's the, the most annoying thing to me is that that that's what this all comes back to. Yeah, money. And that's uh, yeah. no question. No, no, there's no question. That, money drives it all, baby. It's it's annoying. So my point is, yes. There's always going to be an eye test in college football. Yeah. There's without question. There's too many teams to not do it. But 
why wouldn't you want to have that eye test come down to, you know, the more the merrier, where this team deserves it. UCF would get their shot, right? Yeah, I told you. I'm open, like, to, I'm open to discussion about six or eight. Ohio State. My number, I cut it. We could find out what Ohio State is. We can find out what Georgia is. I know what Ohio State is, but yeah. I, I, mine is. Well, I mean, looking back, you know, Ohio State maybe should have been in there. Maybe. Maybe, but not in the top four. I think the top four, the only team that I, the only argument that I have was maybe Georgia. Like, for me. They had two losses. They did, but they're better than Ohio State. Because, again, we're eye testing. I, right. You know, I eye Right, so why not put them in a tournament? <laughs> I said, I, I, you, could, you could talk me into six or eight. I could, I could have a discussion about six or eight. I just can't go past eight. By the way, UCF's eight. They'd be in. They went undefeated. I could talk about six or eight. I just think once I get outside of eight, I can't have three lost Penn State in the tournament. Sorry, Penn Staters. I know we got a ton of Penn. I can't have three lost Penn State. I just don't know if why. You, if you, I just don't know why not. Because, 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 okay, it sets up an, a potential upset? No, no, no. It's not about setting like, up a potential upset. It's about because every game, every college football game is almost like a playoff because they're so intense and they're so important. And if you open this up to 16 teams and you let – three loss major conference teams get in, where are we cutting that? Like, where are we trimming that fat? That's ridiculous, man. I, I just, I don't think they deserve a shot at the national football championship. If you lose three games, that's what I'm saying. I think to get in the tournament and, and to actually have the games played out on the field is much better because there is so much, there is so much controversy. There is every year. It's like, this conference is better than people think it is. No, this conference is way worse than people think it is. No, this conference is the, the defense in this conference sucks. Well, we don't we don't know. These teams don't play each other. All right. Well, let me. The, the, the schedules are so mixed up, and and, the, and it just doesn't give you a clear picture of who is who and what is what. And okay, if you have three losses, that's where you can eye test it. This team does not deserve to be in. I don't I haven't looked at I haven't looked at who would have been in, but it wouldn't have been any great travesty to let any of these teams at least compete, have a shot, play a game on the field, decided on the field instead of hmm, what's the computer say? What is how many how many wins do they have against ranked opponents that are, are no longer ranked or like it's like this shit changes so much yeah i mean the the strength of schedule that I stuff curse on the podcast kind of, yeah you did curse I mean a curse on the podcast. will you curse <laughs> so i i mean i'm with you it's a lot of eye tests it's a lot of a a sort of made-up system that they've made and numbers and all that to 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 get to the top here i hate to pick on penn state but i'm gonna do it again so the part of what makes them ranked 15 right now is the fact that they had a preseason ranking because of this stupid computer and all the system that they use. Because think about it like this. Penn State has three losses this year, I believe, maybe four. But who did they lose to? Every good team they played. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to Michigan. Well, so, like, the fact that they get in the playoff losing every meaningful game that they played, and what? They beat up on the rest of the Big okay, Ten. so they lost to two highly ranked teams. Right, but... Right, so why do you deserve to be in the playoff? you got to win those games. Well, you got to win those games. Let's not... An argument for that is... Once they lost that Ohio State game, they got four losses. Once they once once they lost that Ohio State, game, yeah, I know. But look at behind them, right? Look at Washington State. They got two losses, and Penn State's still ranked higher than them. Yeah, because that because the conference ranking. because we're looking at conferences because we're saying, oh, this conference isn't as good as that conference. Instead of actually playing it out and figuring it out and having a definitive answer, we're saying 
Ah, we've watched these teams all year. We have no, we have we no get, idea. We get to decide. You have no idea. Ronnie asked about, here you go. So what about two years ago when Penn State, that, yep, this, is, this was a huge controversy, right? Penn State, they won and the by big by the way, game. on your Penn State point, once they lost to Ohio State, you don't think that that, that took the air out of the ball yeah, a little bit? Yeah, their season's over. Be- because, you win because, that game. Right, because you know that it's only four teams getting in. So that deflates a team a little bit more. What do we have to play for? Win that game, man. Win that game. I get it, but once you lose, what what are you playing for? No, you gotta you gotta win that game. You're playing to, to game, play in that's, the that's what I'm to play to in the, the that's what makes that game so like duh, gotta win. Like that's what makes that's what puts the intensity into that game. The fact that you okay. gotta win, so your season's on the line. Ohio baby. State won it. What'd that get them? Well, they got their doors blown off by Purdue. Ohio State stinks. Uh, so <laughs> Ronnie's asking. <laughs> sorry, Ohio State guys. Uh, when Penn State won the Big Ten by beating Ohio State but did not make it into the playoff, right? Again, Ronnie, what we're talking about here is the fact that this system has a lot of the eye test in it. And th- that's the way to, it What you meant to say was flaws. You were going to say flaws, and you <laughs> went to eye test. This system has a lot of flaws. A lot of eye tests. And there's ways to iron this out. I know the sanctity of the, of the, the regular season is important. I do get it. But I would also be really cool with chopping off two cupcake games and adding a conference game for Notre Dame. What conference game? I'd get them in a conference somewhere. I mean, yeah. I, I understand that that's up it's to the never, school and all that. I, the, but I'm, I know, understand yes, that the, Ricky. Yes. the sanctity of the, the regular season is important. But there's, there's a lot of fluff there, man. Every week there's a, a lot of fluff there for a lot Every of teams. Every week is a playoff. Ricky. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of working that you can do to, to – to make it work, you're not. At, you don't have to add additional games onto the end of the year. You don't have to do it. All right, we got. And there's still plenty of money to be made. We got it. We got to move on. Who do you got? In the, who do you got in the game? Uh, Bama, Bama, Clemson. It's Monday night. Bama opened minus seven. They're down to four and a half right now. Last time I checked, I saw five. Yeah, I saw four and a half this morning. So it keeps moving down. Who you got? <sighs> I like the move. I like the move down. So you I like you like Clemson. I like it a lot. I like the move down a lot to four and a half. You like Clemson? if it stays at four and a half, I like Clemson. I, I, got I love that quarterback, man. He, yeah, that kid is that I mean, kid he, is ridiculous. He, in three years, he's gonna be the num- He's gonna walk in the NFL's number one overall pick. Maybe two years. Two years. Yeah, he's got all the tools. He's big. He's athletic. Strong arm. Good throws. Good reads. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he is a uh, offensive coordinator's wet dream. Well, he's he's definitely gonna be the number one pick. There's there's some. You know, this is this is the weird part about the NFL. We're going to go into a side side thing here that we didn't want to go into. But this is the weird thing about the NFL, where this kid is ready to go to the NFL, and he's kind of more the exception than the rule. But there have been kids like that where they would be the number one overall pick, and then two years later they're not. Yeah, they, yeah. But this kid is this kid's different than 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 Matt Barkley. I uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you never trust a USC quarterback. Write that down. Yeah, well, that's never trust a USC quarterback. That's true. Uh. Uh, so I'm going the other way. I'll roll tide. Uh, I would. Lay, you always roll tide. Yeah, I'll roll tide. I'll and there's no reason to not roll yeah, tide I'll because roll tide the points. except for the last game that I took them with 14 and a half, they, they didn't, didn't cover. cover. So that was probably the only time that they didn't cover all year. But I do like the move down to four and a half. That that really kind of that is kind of eye opening. Now, yeah. I, obviously, we have a couple days here before before the games are going to be played. So obviously take a look at that up at seven. Yeah. I like, I still like Alabama, but down to four and a half. I don't know. That tells you like 
there's some money coming in on Clemson. There is. There's enough money coming in on Clemson to move the line. That's, I think if it stays at four sure. and a half, I I take Clemson. Okay. Bad bet, but <laughs> it's just so hard to bet against Bama, especially this year. Clemson right. money line, Rick says. Clemson ML. Oh wow. And we we got a lot of Clemson. Brian's taking the points. Ricky likes the money line. Maybe that that movement is the, the draw in. Yeah, those guys. You guys moving the line? Is that what's going yeah. on here? All right, let's move to the NFL because we got playoffs today and tomorrow. Before we, we talk about the teams, that, like, you know, the games and what's going on in the playoffs, let's talk about teams that made it and teams that didn't because this was very interesting to me. So let's start with two teams that made it and let's start with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and that defense, and they're doing it in a way that we don't see, especially in this era's NFL, this year's NFL, right? He's running more than he's throwing. And they're playing good defense, and they're in. And the team that's not in, because the Ravens are in, is the Steelers. Yeah, first of all, I'm a little bit upset with the Ravens right now because I did take them over the Browns. The Browns were the hot pick last week, and I took the Ravens. And they come out, they're winning 27-3, to and then they, they blow the lead to, to Baker. Backdoored. So, yeah, it is, it is a different way. It is a different style of play. He's running the ball average, I think, I think it's 17 times a game. Number one, how sustainable is that for an offense? Number two, I don't think the league has had time to catch up to this yet, right? So you remember the Wildcat? And you remember, you know, you remember, remember all this. I remember RG3. All the smoke and mirrors. Um, it was successful for a time. And it was all the rage until um, people had time to catch up to it and really break it down, diagnose it. And then we don't see too much of the Wildcat anymore, right? So I think there's a little bit of that involved right now. Now, their defense, on the other hand, beside giving up points to, to Baker Mayfield, I think their defense has kept them in a lot of games. I, I like them. I haven't. I have the lineup here for for that game, uh, and it looks like it's at minus three Baltimore. They're going to be at home against the Chargers, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So that line that uh, line keeps fluctuating between two and a half and three for the Ravens. But- I, I would have actually, I would have actually thought that maybe the Chargers would be a road favorite. Well, remember the Ravens busted the Chargers up two weeks ago. I know. They I know. Busted that. them up. I know that, but that. In a revenge situation, I kind of, I kind of still like the Chargers. In okay, well let's let's not give anything away yet because we're going to get to the, to our selections. Um, let's talk about the Steelers, man. What a dumpster fire that team wound up being this year. Um, back to my Le'Veon Bell first round auto selection. Now to Antonio Brown. Ben turned the ball over at his highest rate of his career, and for all the offensive numbers they put up, they missed the postseason. Right for all that talent on that team. Then you got AB with the coaches, the coaching situation, and not showing up, you know, for practice and not talking to the team. Uh, what a mess going on in Pittsburgh. What does that tell you about that? What, like, honestly, when you hear all this stuff coming out, what, what is the first thing that your mind goes to? My, the first thing that my mind wants to go to is bad coaching. That, that's that's the first thing I think is like Mike Tomlin has no control of anything that's going on, and it started with Le'Veon Bell, where players were disgruntled. Management was was disgruntled. The coaching staff was disgruntled, and of course, he's up there having to answer questions for all this stuff. He's he's tongue tying himself, saying things that he probably shouldn't say. <laughs> no, things that management doesn't want him to say. Yep, things that obviously the players don't want him to say. 
And so this kind of all starts at the beginning of the year. And then we think, because James Conner put the Band-Aid over top of everything, we kind of think that this has gone away, right? Right. And it hasn't. No. It hasn't gone away at all. No. So uh, that was the first uh, – you you hit it on the head. Like, that's the first thing I think of is this dude has no control of this team whatsoever. Yeah, it's just, it's just running wild. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, Antonio Brown has sort of has that personality, right? But at the same time, they named – Juju, team MVP, even though AB set career highs and receptions. Which, like, who cares, man? Well, I just think because if you're doing that to send a message to AB, of course he's going to give you the middle finger. Like, I mean, obviously, Juju's a great young player. But who, like, who, who votes on that anyway? Do, do all the teams do this? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's take a vote for who's our team who's MVP. Who's our team MVP, guys? Yeah. What, 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 if, is, what if the Steelers voted Le'Veon Bell team MVP? What does he win? What does he get? What does that give you? A trophy? What, like, what is, the, what is the point of a team doing that? I, don't, I have no clue. Voting your own personal. That's, well, that's, that's more to my point. Like, what are you doing? Like, why, why would you no, do that's, something that's like that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, why? It's like, where, where's the mindset? What's the, what's it gonna do? What's the purpose? You're going to piss somebody off is what it's going to do. And it ended up doing just that. Doing just so, that. And then <laughs> this was the best part of this. To put fuel on the fire. Who shows up on the first episode of The Masked Singer, this right. stupid show? So I knew you were going to say that, but do remember, they taped that months ago. Whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't... It I know. Doesn't, the timing was amazing. Yeah, like it, it was, was perfect. Unbelievable. He's absent from practice this week and doesn't play, and then he shows up on the freaking... That show, the, like the, the first episode I thought it was. Aired. I thought it was hilarious. Now, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff on Twitter that says there's all these uh, Steelers fans like, good riddance, get rid of him. He doesn't want to play here. Like, you said that with Le'Veon Bell, too. Like, how many guys are we going to do this with? Yeah, right. I know. A- Antonio Brown can play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, if he, if the Steelers cut him, there'll be 31 teams lined up to sign him. But so, the, the thing of it is, like, it's him versus Ben now. Yeah, well, it's always been that way. They have been taking pot shots at each other in the media for the last four why years. Why are they so good? <laughs> is, it's just, is, it just, is it just, like, schoolyard? I think talent. Ball? I mean, talent's winning over. Look, Ben is a Hall of Fame level quarterback and AB's getting there in his career with receiving. Like, so they're that good that they're able to make that connection. But they, they have been taking shots at each other for the last four years in the media, like just veiled shots. Well, at they've done other. a good job with it. So I don't know. So speaking of, so I, I take, I, here you go. Eagles team MVP. Brian just chimed in. Speaking of big Dick Nick for the Eagles team MVP. So my NFC side of a team that made it and then a team that did not the Eagles, Get in. Nick Foles rattles off three straight and gets himself and the Eagles into the playoffs. And my team that didn't make it, and this was sort of a surprise for me in the NFC, which I want to talk about, ask about surprise teams, is Minnesota. Minnesota did not make it. And that's weird considering their offseason acquisition. Thanks, Kirk. Yeah, it's not really it's not really weird because talk about coaching issues there. Um, I think I think Zimmer, I think Zimmer would be a candidate to to get the axe this year. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota had all the makings last year of a Super Bowl team, and they get rid of Case Keenum, and they did, in my opinion, upgrade for Kirk Cousins because look what happened to Case Keenum in Denver, right? So I think they did upgrade, but that team regressed. Missed the playoffs, didn't win their division, gave Kirk Cousins a lot of money. Like, they're not getting rid of him. He's there for the next two years. 
So they're a huge disappointment to me. And on the flip side, the Eagles sneak in <laughs> with Foles again, and now this city is lit on fire with Nick Foles should be taking over for Carson Wentz and the Eagles should trade Carson Wentz. We haven't had a chance to talk about that yet, and I just wanted to, to put that out there for your two cents on that whole Foles versus Wentz no, like it, it, it defies it defies any any logic, it defies any reason. It really doesn't make sense that that Foles, who's I think he's uh, number one. I think he's he's kind of um, slept on for his athleticism a little bit. I think people just see a big oafy dude and they don't think he's as athletic as he is. But he's clearly less athletic than than Carson Wentz, right? Yes. I think part of what's going on here with Nick Foles is that. The, like the coaching is taking over and there's less decision-making by the quarterback. I think Carson was kind of saddled with more decision-making kind of, you know, you go out there, you run the offense, you're making calls at the line. You're, do, you're, you're responsible for what's going on here. And I think the coaches have taken that responsibility out of Nick Foles hands where it's make your reads, make your decisions, but he's, you can, it's clear. He's getting the ball out quicker. He's getting the ball to the open man. He, and it's not necessarily by design all the time that, um, that Wentz was thrown to Ertz, 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 Ertz. But I think that was his safety blanket. So when he's out there running, scrambling, trying to make things happen, that's his safety guy. That's who he's looking at first. Whereas with Foles, it's like, here's the play. Spike the ball. What read one, read two. Yeah, it's, and then the right. ball's out. And I, it, it's looked so clean. Yeah. It's looked so clean. It's looked so efficient. <clears throat> it, it just... It doesn't make sense, but it looks great. I, and think I, don't, I don't really care. It does make sense because I think everything that you said is exactly right. It makes perfect sense because what happened, I think, is just this total mixed ball of every, a lot of pieces that you put in there in that the coaching is – they're completely changing the game plan around for Nick Foles, obviously. And Nick Foles' MO is get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. First read, second read, third right. read, check down. First read, second read, third read, check down. Whereas Carson Wentz, being the more athletic, the guy who wants to extend plays, wants to be more of a playmaker, let's try and press the ball downfield, let's try and do this, right? So he was pressing. <clears throat> I don't think he was 100% healthy. The game plan is a little bit different, as we talked about with the coaching for Wentz versus Foles. And that's just what we're seeing. And then again, you get a little bit of the backup goaltender syndrome when you have Foles in there. And, that, and that's kind of what that's kind of what I was going to say. So you put all those things together, and the, that's how we got here. The team, the team, and the the defense has really that's that rallied. Backup goaltender, right? They, he's they've really rallied around. Yeah, Foles. It's, it's and I think that's where the controversy comes. Yes, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not in the camp of yeah. Let's trade Carson Wentz. I'm not in that camp at all. There are there's a lot of people in that. Camp. I, I know there are. I, uh, there's some from the hill listeners and contributors who are full on like, let's give the reins to Foles for the next four listen, years. Listen, he's making let's a case trade for Wentz it. and let's get a bunch of value back because Foles will be cheaper than Wentz's next contract, and let's get some more draft picks back and let's let's go after this with Foles for the next three four years. There are many many people in the Philadelphia area, including from the hill contributors, who think that's the way we should go. I think that's how it should go. It doesn't like it doesn't not make sense. No, to it, be honest, if you if you think about it logically, right, with what and I can't remember who wrote the article, Ricky maybe can chime in about this guy's philosophy on teams. Ricky says see you once. Uh that the way to win in this NFL is to not have your money 
tied up into your quarterback because guys like Drew Brees take up 25% of their team's cap, right? Is to have a quarterback in the first four years. When oh, we've talked deal, about this. Right. Yeah. And then, so, you know, Foles, but Foles isn't and, that guy and, either. And, Foles but is, listen, Foles is going to make a lot of money. But that model seems to work. I mean, I think <laughs> there's, I think, I don't know how many quarterbacks there are, but they're, they're all these quarterbacks are in the playoffs or a lot of them are under 25 years old. Yeah. But then you have the flip side, the best team in the NFC has Drew Brees. That's true. So, you you know, I can't I, – I agree somewhat with that philosophy. I think the Rams right. are riding that wave, right, with Goff. Why can't there be two formulas? There is. You know? There is. There's no There's no set formula. That's the thing. I mean, look, the Ravens made it with a totally different formula, right? They went from stoic Flacco to, you know, running the ball all the time, and then the, the Saints are still chucking the ball over the yard with Drew Brees, right? Like, there's there's so many different ways you can go, and so I don't think it's one formula. And I'm just – I'm not giving up on Carson Wentz because – his ceiling is so high to what he can be talent wise that I'm not even close to giving up on him. Well, after, and, and let's you be know, honest, a year and though, a half and some injuries. Let's be honest. A lot of this is very dependent on what happens tomorrow and what hap- what could potentially happen in the following weeks. So there's there's still an opportunity here, and a lot of people think that there is a good possibility that Foles keeps this thing going. Now, if he does. Now we're going to have a different conversation. Now it's more of what he's earned compared to what we think, you know, is going to be the best moving forward. Again, it's going to be proven on the field. So if this guy makes a run like he did last year and he could potentially get us in another Super Bowl, yeah. like looking at I, – I always think back to, to when we were at Screwballs and we watched that Tennessee game there and how bad that team played, how awful they looked. And it was clear, like, I think that was the, I forget what week it was. It might have been like week five or maybe it was week four. But you looked at the team, like, this isn't the same team as last year. And that was easily Wentz's worst game of the year. But now, like, this team is back. This team is back on track. They're rallying around each other. They're, they're playing, like, they're playing with fire. They're getting hot at the right times. Like, that's always been the thing, right? It's oh, getting yeah. hot at the right times. 100%. So if we make this run again, like we did last year, which every week last year we're like, okay, this thing's over this week. Oh, wait, this thing's over this week. Oh, wait, no, it's over this week. And it just never ended. If he does that again, there's, there's, there's no – I don't oh, think there's if a he, choice. Because right now, to me, there is no controversy, right? But I agree with you. If somehow the Eagles win two playoff games or three playoff games, and five, like the, the controversy will be there. I can't let this go unpunished. How dare you, Ricky? Ricky just chimed in. He says, Rodgers, Stafford, and Cousins not in. How dare you name Stafford and Cousins in the same stratosphere as Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think Ricky's point is that these guys are all making buku bucks. Sure. But- and and that's, that's the point. And there was a thing that, that, go, that was going around that's saying the top six or seven paid quarterbacks in the league, none of them are in the playoffs. And I think that's Ricky's point is like, you know, uh, there's guys that, yeah, you have to pay them money. You have to pay Aaron Rodgers money. Yeah, you have to pay you Drew ha- Brees. And these guys in free agency, Kirk Cousins, you you have to pay them money. Like somebody was going to do it. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is is that just because you're getting paid that money doesn't mean you're that caliber of player. Like Kirk Cousins, we just talked about it. He got paid in Minnesota. He doesn't. I mean, he didn't. He he bet on himself in Washington. Had two good years, but because he got his contract next in line, look. Andrew Luck is going to be the next one. I'm not Andrew. I, I Andrew can't. Luck's going to be the next one. You, you can. You. That's a false stat, and I hate when it pops up. I hate it. 
Well, look at the top paid quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, because Drew Brees is at like the, I think he's at the second to last year of his mega deal with the Saints. So he's making a ton of money. And Aaron yeah, Rodgers is at the end of his deal. And Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins just signed like a three year, $70 it's, million dollar it's deal. It's all inflation. It's all inflation. I, I get it. Yeah. And Stafford, but Stafford's overpaid. By I the just, way. I completely hate, overpaid. So, I, so I, I hate that stat. I don't like that. By the way, yeah, you can say that about the other teams. Who's the favorite in the NFC? The Saints. And who do they have? The highest paid quarterback in the league. So there you go. I mean, I can go the other way with that too, easily. Yeah. There's, that, there's definitely the way, arguments Rivers, for both. Philip Rivers makes a ton of money. And the Chargers went 12 and 4. So, you know, I, I he's also never won anything. No, right. And neither, you know. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, you can go either way with that. But, I hate that. But do, hate you, that do you really that. fault the Vikings? Do you really? Like, I, I'm tired of people faulting the Vikings. And I know it's become a joke in the city, especially because of what we went through with Minnesota last year and their right. fans. But. You know, you're looking at a guy that was coming from a, a really just dysfunctional franchise, right? Uh, a guy that's coming from the Washington Redskins, a team a team that's never won anything and, and doesn't have any plans to win anything. I love that so much, dude. I, I, I so, but. You like that? You like that? Thank you. <laughs> so coming from that franchise and you're looking at a, a Minnesota team that where you think if you can take a quarterback like that and plug them into the system, I, he's obviously better than Case Keenum. I agree. Okay, yeah, the, the formula fits that way. It doesn't always work that way during the season. Nope. So I don't, I don't fault the Vikings for making that, that call, and I don't think a lot of people were. I think a lot of people thought Kirk Cousins was a pretty good quarterback yeah, last year. Yeah, I still think he is pretty good, right? Like, I think he's pretty good. I think if you look at his numbers this year, they're probably pretty good. Yeah. But Minnesota, just they, that whatever happened there, there's that regression. By the way, so let's let's talk about because you're on the right track of where I want to go here. Speaking of that team, we talked about didn't make it disappointments. Who are you, who's your surprise team of the year? Like well, now we're in the playoffs. Who is your number one surprise team of the year? Um, honestly, I think that the Colts are way far ahead of what their rebuild was supposed to be. Wow, I did not expect you to say that. Why are they way ahead of their rebuild? Because Andrew Luck is is a really good quarterback. Because Luck is back, baby. He is back. Because luck is back. I, I didn't think that the Colts were going to be half as good as what they are this year. And he he looks very good. They're a very young team. They're kind of like this sleeper. But it, it does all fall on his shoulders. Let's not make a oh, mistake about uh, yeah. that. Oh, I yeah. mean, if he has a slip-up game, if he has a game with a few turnovers, oh, that, that team's done. Oh, yeah. Because it, it all does fall on his back. Yep. Um, people are really sleeping on Houston though. At the same time, well, that yeah, we're going to talk about the games because uh, we we talked about the lines and the movement. So, I I had the Colts listed in mind too, but they're not a, as much of a surprise to me because you know I thought Luck would be back this year. So I I kind of that didn't surprise me as much. I think they won more games than the, I expected. The surprise them to. comes in, in that they were supposed to be rebuilding this right. year, and right, they won more games than I expected them to. But right. I always expect Andrew Luck to play well because he's a, in my opinion a top five quarterback. In the I league. think Frank Reich has done just a, a really good. I, I, I agree think with he's that a too. really good coach. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. I think he's a really good offensive coach. I agree. So my surprise for the year has got to be the Bears. It's got to be the Bears. I, I they went into the division with Minnesota, and they brought Cousins in, and then Rodgers in the pack. You can name Stafford and the Lions, but I wouldn't. But that's a tougher division, the NFC North, and the Bears come from the, the seller to go ahead and win the division under second-year QB Mitch Trubisky. And that defense, they bring Khalil Mack in the beginning of the year, they make that move, and they wind up with the best defense in the league. And here they are this week, you know, the three seed in the NFC. They're my surprise team of the year. So you you think that you think the NFC North is a tough division? I do. I think the NFC North is a tough division. I think the Vikings are very good. 
they're not great. They're 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 very good. And anytime you got to play Rodgers, and the Pack sort of had a just a down year, like a mess of a, a year. Down years. They're bad. More, they're bad more than year. that. They're bad this year. Dysfunctional. But Rodgers is to me still the best quarterback in the league. So no, talent wise, absolutely, I, I get that. But you, you it, t- it takes a team to play to win a game like this, and and the Bears are proof of that. Obviously, I think that I think that the Bears are a little bit overrated. Okay. Well, that's all right. Now, no, 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 listen to this though. I want you to think of a Bears team, and I know obviously the game's not played like this, but take if you take Khalil Mack out of the equation for the Bears, are the, obviously they're not they're not as good a team, but the, the, their division their division is not it's like not as tough as I think you think it is. Really, St- Matt Stafford's terrible. I hate I hate Stafford, and I think that, the Lions that, stink. That yeah. team's awful. But every division has a the, bad team. Every division has a bad team. The Vikings this year are not as we saw we saw that they're not as good as people thought. They but were they're still be. a good team. I mean, if they finish the season above five hundred, they're a good team. I guess the the Packers were downright dysfunctional, and to say that they had a down year, well, yeah, that's an understatement. Packers, yeah, Packers had a bad season. I don't know. I think it. I think their offense has been has been way better than we think it was going to be with Trubisky. But he's not, he's not a guy that's like chucking it downfield all game. He's not a guy that's going to pick your, your defense apart. They're going to do it with their running backs. They're going to do it with, with Cohen. They're and Howard. Oh yeah. They got they're a not a, they're not field. a, they're not a, a scary offense. They're not an offensive juggernaut. They have the number one defense in the league. So if you take Mac out of the game, it's like, how are we going to do that? Are we going to? No, I know, I, I know, I know that, I know that. But I'm just saying that that one piece has. I mean, has, what a move! What a that, move. that one piece has made their team. I think is what, what my point move, was. Right? I know I was going, kind of going around. Yeah, yeah. Around the house. What a that, great right? move that was. Like their GM said, you know what? Maybe we got a shot. To your point, maybe he saw vulnerability in their division. He said, you know what? If I can get this guy one piece for my defense, we got a shot. I mean, who wouldn't have made that that call? I, but he made it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I just I don't think their offense is strong enough to. All right, let's talk. All right, to, then to let's, let's division, get to our to picks the, here to win the big. Let's games. get to the games. Let's get to the games, and we'll talk about them. So let's start. We're gonna go in order here of play, right? So uh, unfortunately, we're gonna get to that game last. Uh, so the today Saturday at four thirty-five, the first game is the Colts the Texans. Uh, to your point of everybody sort of undervaluing the Texans at home. The Texans are one and a half point favorites. That is a Colts line. I, I like the Colts in that game. That is a Colts line. I have seen all the experts taking the Texans, and I agree with you. I think the Colts outright. I, that's a Colts line. Because yeah, if you look at the game and you and you and you look at it without knowing the line, and you had to set that line on your own, where would you put it? At least three. It's, I, I would put it at three. At probably. least three. Two yeah. and a half, three. At least, and, three. and it's yep. down at one and a half. It looks like it's swinging Colts way. So that's I do like the Colts in that game. I agree. All right. So tonight, Saturday, eight fifteen. This one's interesting game. Seattle travels to Big D to play the Cowboys. Last I saw the line, I know you got them up. The boys were minus two. Yeah, I, I have it minus two currently. I like Seattle in this game because I don't think Dak's. A, a, I don't think Dak's going to shine in the spotlight. I, like like some of the some of the people on Facebook think he is. So some of the Cowboys fans on Facebook think he is. <laughs> I think that I think that Russell Wilson is an experienced quarterback. He knows how to win big games. I think Pete Carroll is a much better coach than Jason Garrett. I think their defense is still strong enough to to hold uh, Zeke in check. So, for those reasons, 
That's why I think Seattle wins the game. What's up, Sean? He gives a shout-out. Uh, I agree with everything that you said, and I also agree with your selection, another road dog. Are we going to agree on everything? Uh, I, I'm, I'm road dog in here as well, and it's really, to me, it, it's coming down to uh, the quarterbacks. And I am very high on Russell Wilson, I think higher than most people. I think he is a borderline top five quarterback in the NFL. It's actually something I want to do after this season. I want to rank our quarterbacks. Um, you know, like every other like show does, and want to rank our quarterbacks. But I'm because I had this argument with somebody who told me who's down on Russell Wilson, and I said, "Can name me ten quarterbacks better?" And some of the names I was getting thrown at me, I'm going, "Really? You're going to give me that?" Like someone tried to tell me Jared Goff is better than Russell Wilson. I was like, "Dude, it's two years. Russell Wilson has a ring and has been doing it for six. He's a three time Pro Bowl selection. Like you can't, I can't, yeah. you can't give me that. Like I can't, I can't give you that." He and he doesn't have much along the lines of weapons. Either. That's yeah, exactly. He but he just does it. He just gets the job done every year. So I'm very high on Russell Wilson, um, and I, I think that the Seahawks are going to win that game. So yep, let's go. The Sunday one o'clock game. We started talking about this game. That is the Chargers traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And yeah. that game, I had it at two and a half. Is that what you're still seeing? I have at? three. So three. Baltimore at home minus three. Prof. All right. This is. I'm going against my system. I'm going against my system on this. I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I would think that the Chargers would be close to uh, a road favorite in this game. Okay. Just like just taking a look at this thing without knowing the lines. I would I would put them. I would make this almost like a pick 'em game. Okay. And with the Ravens having minus three, that tells me you can get on the Ravens. I, I like that, but. I like the Chargers to win this game. I'm going against my system. I, I'm, I'm not successful when I do this, but I'm taking the Chargers. I like Phillip Rivers this year. I like the offense this year. I think on the defensive side of things, they've looked a lot better than they have in previous years. It used to be Chargers were offense. They always had a good offense, but they never had the defense to, to back it up. I think their defense is a little bit better this year to get them kind of over the hump, especially in this first round. They're much more balanced this year. I agree. So I'm going to give you points to both sides of your your selection here. So for the pro side of your selection, the Chargers as a dog are very, very good against the spread this year. Okay. So And over the course That's of the last three years. That's as a good dog, for my selection. Char- yes. As a favorite, the Chargers stink against the spread but as a dog they're very very good against the spread the minus to this is the factor that we're we're not playing in as much here but it is a one o'clock game on sunday for a west coast team traveling east and we know statistics just tell us that doesn't work out too well also working against them we talked about the ravens smacked up on the chargers two weeks ago so you have that going i'm going the other way i'm going to take baltimore at home and i'll lay the three hopefully i can get it at two and a half mm. it's a much better line that's tough man to beat it to be, beat a team twice in one year is tough i agree and i just i don't think i from what i saw from that game and now the chargers got to go into baltimore i just don't think that that offense i think the ravens defense is really good and i think they know how to shut the chargers down and by the way I don't believe in the Chargers. I haven't all year. I've said it, and I'm not changing my tune now. I don't believe in that team. Yeah, they always let you down. They do it all the they time. They always let you I know. down. I know I'm, they do. And I'm taking the Ravens. No, I know they do. They're along the same lines as my feelings on the Chiefs. But okay, well, we'll get into that next week. We will get into that next week. Last game for us, the one that hits home for us, and we we sort of started talking about it. The Sunday nighter, 4:45. The Eagles traveling to the windy city to play. The Bears. The Bears. So the Bears are a six and a half point favorite. What I got it right now, tomorrow night. Um, and listen, I, I get that. The the line tells you Bears all the way. 
Nick Foles, Nick Foles, you can't you can't quantify what what he can do. You can't put into a formula what's going to happen with him. And I think that the way this team has been going the last two years under Nick Foles is they've always been this type of underdog and they've seemed to come out on top every time. So there, there's no, there's no way to, to look at this from a logical perspective. It's just going to be feeling for me. And I have a feeling that they're going to go into soldier field and I think that they're going to beat them. Okay. So let me, let me give you some, (laughs) let me give you some takes on this game. So, the Bears, this may surprise you, are the best NFL team this year, ATS. They are 12-4 and four against the spread this season. Right. Also, 7-1 and one at home against the spread. Right. So, there's also something else working against the Eagles here, and it's the kiss of death. So, when this line came out, the fans and the betting public seemed to jump all over the Eagles. At an alarming rate, at a 70% bet rate on the Eagles, a road dog, or a road, yeah, road dog, right? Whenever that happens and the public is all over one side, it typically goes the other way. I don't want to do this because I want the Eagles to win, but I, I'm taking the Bears. I, if I, I won't bet this game. Let me put it out there because I don't bet Eagles games. By the way, this is a good thing for the Eagles because I'm having the worst betting year of my life. So this is a good thing for the Eagles, but everything for me is leaning Bears. The way the Bears have played this year, that it's in Chicago, that everybody and their mom is picking the Eagles. Like the Eagles are the upset special this week. Like the the media loves the Eagles, the betting public loves the Eagles. That tells me Bears. I I, I get I get where you're coming from. I, have you looked me. at it have hurts you looked me. at the Bear schedule? It hurts me. Have you looked at who the Bears? I, I watched them, dude. They blew out the Bucks. Their schedule is not great. Their, their schedule's pretty bad. But, dude, look, when we, we talk about that, right? But I talked about this last year with the Eagles schedule. Yeah, their schedule's bad, but look at the Eagles schedule, 9-7. and seven. We lost to the freaking Titans. Like, look at the games that we lost. I know, again. You know but, what I mean? But Foles seems to win defy, games. defy the logic. Foles I'm with just you. seems I'm with to you. defy the logic. And, again, this is a different team. We are looking at two different teams from the beginning of the season to right now where we're at. <laughs> and the Bears have not had that. They've. They've had a schedule. So let's go through it real quick. Oh, I'm not going to belabor it, but pa- they lost to the Packers to open everything up. They beat the Seahawks. Good win. That's a very good win early on in the season. Right? Seahawks weren't playing that great yet. The Bears beat the Cardinals, the Bucks. The, the, they lost to the Dolphins, which is a bad team. Well, the Dolphins, we, but the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins were, were a good playing. Team yeah, they were playing point. well at that. They're a bad team. They're bad. Uh, they lost to the Patriots. They beat the Jets. Bad team. They beat the Bills. Bad team. They beat the Lions. Bad team. They beat the Vikings. Good team. You think they're a good team. good team. I don't think they're a good team. They beat the Lions again. They lost to the Giants. They beat the Rams. That's a good win. They lost to, or they beat the Packers. They beat the 49ers. They beat the Vikings again. So the Vikings twice is impressive because that's a division. They're a bad division. team, Jack. You think they're, the Bears are a bad team? No, the, the Vikings. Vikings. The Vikings are not a bad team. They're not. They're not a good team. Not and they team. did beat the Eagles. But again, here you go. The Eagles were a different I'll team. I'll give you one neutral field in Viking, week five. Vikings, Browns. Who you got? I got the Browns. I know you got the Browns. You love the Browns. When are you going to jab it to me about Baker? I know you want to. No, there's no reason to do that because he lost that game. If he wins that game, yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> we talk about that. but I'm surprised you didn't bring him up today. No, they, they lost that game. They had the opportunity to, to knock out uh, the Ravens. And, and, you know, he didn't come through. But he gave it a good effort. I think they're going to be good for a couple of years. They did win seven games. 
You owe me a dinner for that because we do. did bet five and a half. Where's I think our dinner was line that we set, so I won that bet. Where's, one of the first bets I won all year. Where's our dinner at? Uh, Mendy's. <laughs> That's right, dinner Mendy's. So as we part ways, uh, Ricky chimes in. This is a, a special for y'all. Five-team money line parlay, $25, he says. Texans, Seahawks, Chargers, Eagles, and Clemson. That's not all dogs. Uh, the Texans are not a dog. The Texans favorite. Dogs. Yeah. Seahawks, dogs, Chargers, dogs, Eagles, dogs, yeah, Clemson, Clemson dogs. dogs. So that that would probably a, play well for a five-teamer. That's probably five-teamer play pays 20 to 1 with the odds. That's I probably, can no longer hear any part of the show that's, whatsoever. <laughs> that's probably like a like a thousand like a fifteen hundred dollar bet, maybe something like that. Ricky will tell us. But that's it, guys. Thanks everybody for hopping on for the first from the hill of 2019. It's good to be back. We got big stuff in the works, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be setting up all new platforms, a whole new style that we bring the podcast to you. I talked about the hats. We got other partners. Always a huge shout out and thanks to our partners here. By the way, if you don't catch the live stream, be sure to check us out on YouTube and the iTunes podcast application. And please, if you're on there, click the like, click the subscribe button. Give us a shout out. I just rambled. Share the close video. Close us out, Nikki. All right, guys. I think he said to close us out. Deer Valley Engravings, thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back in studio next week, so check out a new video next week. We'll be in there Saturday. Jack will have it up probably Sunday morning. Probably Sunday morning. That's it, guys. Thanks. Take a prop, swag, peace.